And then if I can talk them through all the things I had done to make myself hopefully get pupillage right from when I was 17, 18, it helped for them to see that, you know, I was serious about this. And, I, and it might be different for everyone else, but that's just kind of how I took it, that I really wanted to prove that there is nothing else I, I wanted to do. Hello everyone and welcome to the Student Lawyer podcast series. Whether you're at school, sixth form, university, thinking about a career in law or exploring law careers, you're in the right place. We are the one-stop shop for student lawyers. If you'd like to join the student lawyer as a writer, please email hello at thestudentlawyer.com. This podcast is brought to you by Feed Ignite. Welcome to the Student Lawyer Podcast Series. My name's Camilla and I'm an LPC student and future trainee solicitor. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Shanzi Shah. Shanzi is an incoming pupil barrister at the Government Legal Department. She's also a recipient of 10 scholarships and awards. Today, Shanze is joining us to share her story about how she was successful in obtaining so many scholarships and awards and to provide advice to all of the listeners who are interested in the scholarship process. Before we welcome Shanze onto the show, I'd like to remind all the listeners to please subscribe to the Student Lawyer podcast to ensure that you never miss an episode and do leave us a star rating and review. So without further ado, let's welcome Shanze onto the show. Welcome Shanze, thanks for joining us. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. So before we get started, would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. So um, my name's Shanze. I'm 24. Um, so I did a law degree at University of Birmingham. Then I did a commercial law master's at UCL. I then did the BPTC um, and then I worked for uh, a year. Um, and all of that has been sort of leading me up to applying for pupillage and um, over the years my kind of aim and kind of gaining legal experience has been one of trying to get get an experience that's quite wide so since my time at university I've tried to you know apply for scholarships which have been abroad um, and gain experience that is that's a bit outside the box as well as you know mini pupillages and all of that so um I guess, yeah, I just, um, I've tried to make myself different in that sense and I really enjoy it. And now I have thankfully got pupillage um, at the government legal department for which I'm very grateful. Thank you. Um, I'm very grateful for that. And um, yeah, so that's that's where I stand now. I've got um, another scholarship, which I got um, recently, were Harold G. Fox scholarship. And for that, hopefully I will be going um, to work in Canada come next year fingers crossed all being well sure. and then and then seeing um people after that and then yeah we'll see what happens next fantastic that sounds like such an interesting journey and I just want to touch on actually what for, you know for listeners who might not be aware what is the purpose of a scholarship and, and who is usually eligible yeah so a scholarship I think when you first hear it like there's you kind of just think it's money to do something but um a scholarship can be a grant so like a financial grant or or it can be an award um, which is provided based on academic and overall merit which helps a student either um, support their academic studies 
or actually to go through and gain an experience um, which might um, enhance their career. So a scholarship doesn't always just mean um, monetary support, but it can also mean giving you the chance um, to an opportunity um, which otherwise you wouldn't be able to gain um, access to. And um, the, the, the one thing I would keep in mind when looking at scholarship is that a lot of different scholarships have different ways of testing. So usually um, most people are um, eligible, but um, they are awarded depending on merit. And I think merit can be quite vague. So it can be academic excellence, um, you know, the best grades, which I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily have, I don't know, the most amazing grades that anyone needs, but it's also about who you are as an all-rounded person and your other experiences. And then um, for the bar specifically, if you, for example, applying for BPTC scholarships, um, you might get the major scholarship and then the financial amount which you get will be um, different depending on your financial background. So that is a, that's something that's tested on your financial needs, but the name of the scholarship which you get um, will be given to you on your merit um, as a person. So um, it, I think it, for, it can be quite wide. For the bar, of course, you have the scholarships, the BPTC scholarships, and then the international ones, which I'll talk about. Yeah. And then there's um, other scholarships which um, enable experiences. Awesome. That's really interesting. I, you know, before I started um, uh, sort of looking to do this podcast, I think my narrow view was that a scholarship was generally something that you would get to sort of go towards your university course or maybe like a master's. So I didn't realise actually how many different types there were out there. So yeah, Yeah. that's really interesting. So how did you find out about which scholarships are out there did you need to do any research and if so where did you start so it kind of depends I'm obviously gonna come at this from someone whose main aim was to you know um succeed and get pupillage and um a bar point of view but I would say I actually uh started in university so in my first year I'd kind of heard in here and there that you know people get scholarships to go do stuff abroad but not really known anyone and through some internet trawling really I found out about um, British Council and the British Council gives scholarships um, to different countries um, to go there work and live and experience so I the first scholarship I actually applied for was this British Council scholarship to um, India, which I um, the video for which I recorded in um, in a library room that I booked out. And wow. then I, but the thing is, that one I didn't get it. Um, so I uh, I was sort of like, okay, now I know that this is what I kind of need to do. So I got that. But then the next, the following year, I kept my eye out because I I wanted this international experience. And um, I applied for to work at an, another um, charity in the legal team in India and then got a scholarship through my university. So the one tip I would give if, is if you're at university, first try to see the scholarships that are available at your university. And actually, sometimes they are, they're not going to be well advertised. So the one I got to go to India... I don't think many people knew about it uh, and that there was this, you know, funding available um, and you did have to apply and I had to do like a video interview and a written application. But 
um, my university helped me um, fund that experience. So that was really the beginning of my um, international scholarship. So I would say the first thing to do is, if you are at university, is see um, what your university is offering and ask them. Um, and then you might find out, uh, find out that there is something that, you know, that they didn't tell people about or you um, don't know. And then my second thing would be is if you are looking to, um, to go to the bar is to look at the ends right from the beginning. So not um, when you're looking to, to do the BPTC, but really as soon as you start university. So when I started university, I was at this point just looking at the websites of Middle Temple in a temple grades and, you know, seeing how can I get involved in this world because I don't, I don't really come from a background where I have any link to the bar or to the legal world at all so I, I wanted to like get my fish in early right. and yeah and I think that's important and then so I found out that there was um the Pegasus scheme and then the Jeremy McMullen award which I got and these actually were the first scholarships which enabled me to get uh, my first um set of mini pupillages fantastic and, yeah, and I think those can be really hard to actually, it's easy to say people can be like, oh, you know, do loads of mini pupillages, they look great. But actually, even getting those first, the first few is really difficult. So the, when you apply for these sort of access scholarships, they enable you to get those first set of mini pupillages. So then, then you can go off and apply to other chambers and say, look, I am already trying. Um, and it's that, you know, thing of showing initiative. So I would say, look at your ins don't wait till you're applying for a bar scholarship like get involved and get in touch with your the ins early and again these aren't some things that sometimes i think now actually it's a bit better advertised but when i was at university like the websites can't aren't you know extremely interactive so you really have to dig in and see what's happening and then you visit the inn and then if you get these scholarships early on, um, it helps, I think, when you apply for the bigger ones um, later for your bar because they already kind of know you or they at least know that you're someone who's who's keen. That's fantastic advice. I mean, I think that's just brilliant. Starting early is, is definitely the way to go, I think. Um, it can really help you build out your CV and your experiences and to get that like you said experience in um, actually writing these applications and doing these applications so that when you do get to the BPTC you've already got all this experience so that's, that's a great, exactly. great advice and then you also build like links with people I mean not as in you like net connections but at least you get to know some some persons and you know when you do these mini pupillages early on and they know you've got it through the the Jeremy McMullen Award for Middle Temple, or you've got it through an Inner Temple Award, they will maybe think, oh, so, you know, we're, we're going to look after these people and maybe they know that you're someone who's interested and has kind of worked hard to get there. Um, so I think it's, it's, it is valuable even early on. And then the last thing I would say is keep up on the research and don't, um, don't just apply once and then leave it if you don't get in. Um, the one I've recently got, I actually applied for it last year and I didn't get, get through the first round and then I got it this year. So if you have that leeway where you can, where you can apply for things again, um, if it's possible for you, depending on what you're doing, then I would do that because you kind of learn what went wrong 
um, the first time and keep up on the dates because they change. So um, yeah, those would be my sort of very rambly points about how to get started. Brilliant. And do you know, I really like the fact that you mentioned that you didn't get through because sometimes um, we can look at people's uh, experiences on say LinkedIn, for example, we can see all these scholarships and we think, wow, you know, this person, you know, really got it together. And then you might apply for something and get rejected and think, oh, you know, it's not for me. But, but I really like the fact that you just explained there that you have been rejected for things and you've gone back and you've given it another go and, and you got there. So yeah, it's a fantastic message to share. Yeah, no, I think it's really important, to, uh, you, especially if you're applying for the bar, you're going to have to, unless, I mean, some people don't, but I get got rejected from many things many times. So it's good. Get rejected, apply again. Definitely. Um, so what scholarships have you been awarded to date? I know you've just mentioned a few, um, but yeah, which ones have you got and, and what impact have they had on your journey to the bar? Um, so if I was to go through them, I think I can divide them in um so the ones that have been given to me by the ends the ones that i would class as international scholarships there's some overlap and then some the awards yeah um i will start by talking about the ones that i've been awarded by the ends and that would be um i'll just list them first and then talk about it so scholarships that i got um at the from the ends um and that's the harold g fox scholarship which is um a scholarship where two um future barristers go to work in um canada and then the queen mother made a scholarship um the anglo-israel scholarship and then um the jeremy mcmullen access to bar award and then the pegasus award from in a temple and uh, besides that, the international scholarships, um, which I've got, was an international internship award I got from the Young Barristers Association to help m- me complete my work in Greece and as part of a refugee charity. Um, the Generation UK China Scholarship, um, a legal summer school scholarship to study at Goethe University in Frankfurt and a scholarship to work in India from University of Birmingham. And then lastly, the two um, advocacy awards, um, one advocacy award by my university at the end of my um, final year, and then a advocacy um, scholarship by BPP, which kind of helped cut down um, the costs of my BPTC. That's a very impressive list. <laughs> it, it sounds like, I don't, I think when I say it, it's like, oh, it's a very long list, but there's a lot of the ones that you don't see in there that I have 100% applied for and not yeah. got. So, <laughs> Um, I would just say that it's it's some and it's it's been a cum- it's something I've been doing for a long time. So you know it's yeah. not that it just kind of you have get them all together. But um, I would say if I if I start talking the ones about the bar, which I think lots of people think are very important, and if if you're a future barrister, you really you always think about you know getting a BPTC scholarship. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, those are the ones you apply for before you do your BPTC. And because the BPTC is extortionately priced, um, it's really useful to get a scholarship. And also, the scholarship is a is is help is a good help to show that you know you 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 make it at the bar. It gives you some confidence. So. Um, I think I would give the Queen Mother Scholarship, which is a major scholarship, a lot of credit for that. Um, when I got that, I was I was really relieved actually because there's one reason I wouldn't I wouldn't have done the BPTC had I not got that scholarship. Because, oh, really? No, because I think um, firstly the amount 
that you need to pay is um, too big a risk almost to take Mm -hmm. um, for me anyway, personally. And then secondly, I think getting that scholarship just gave me that confidence that I needed to be like, okay, I'm on the right path and I should continue pursuing this career. Um, Because when I left university, a lot of my friends, you know, went to the solicitor side and big firms and smaller firms but I I knew one girl who wanted to become a barrister from my undergrad university but you know no one really is like goes to a a lot of people that I didn't know wanted to take the risk to go to the bar right Um, yeah and so I kind of was like I wanted I needed this scholarship to kind of prove to myself that no I'm doing the right thing and um, this scholarship has essentially really really helped me because it obviously financially helped me but it because it's a major scholarship it was sort of like a tick from middle temple being like we think you know you can make You're it on because, the right path yeah. yeah and they they're investing in me essentially so that 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 does give you a lot of Um, confidence um, that you're doing the right thing and it also is good to show on your applications because everyone knows the major scholarships from all the ends so they think okay she probably knows what she's doing Um, and other people think she can um, do the right thing. I would say the Anglo-Israel scholarship uh, which allowed me to work in Israel was also quite a um, major shaper for me because so I am I'm Pakistani and um, actually, the one the, one of the main reasons I wanted to do the Anglo-Israel scholarship was because I wanted to go work in Israel. Um, in uh, and and coming from my background, obviously, a lot of people there's not that much of a connection between those two countries, and I wanted to kind of you know go there and break down those barriers and be someone who's able to do that and learn through the legal environment. And that's a similar thing when I when I went to India, I, you know, I wanted to do that because. I thought, like, I, I want to see why why these connections between these two different cultures don't really happen. Right. Um, and so in Israel, I was able to work at the law firm and really see a lot of similarities, actually, into the, to the work that we do here. And, in, and um, I was able to help them with some equity and trust stuff and see how the law had been developing there. But then as a barrister side, it was exciting for me to go into the courts and see just how dramatic and like full of theatre their civil courts were and you know it was not very formal people were coming in and out and you know it's a very different experience to the a a court in um England and um what that does is like it kind of prepares you and see the different types of lawyers there are and you pick up skills from the different lawyers that you work with um and so that kind of leads me on to the what the international side and why I um, applied for these international scholarships, um, and, and they're all legal based. So everywhere I went, I was doing working either at law firm or studying law. And I think the main thing is because, uh, and as an international scholarship, you're put in the deep end. So new area of law, new people, new culture, and you just have to adjust. And that it's built for good experience and you know gives you a lot of examples to put in your applications that are true um, and it really helped me showed how helped me show to employers different sides of me so you know even my GLD interview recently I just I was still picking up 
from examples of things that I'd done in India, which was in second year of my undergrad, because wow. I thought they were very relevant uh, as to what uh, I was being asked for. And so I think that these international scholarships, have, they've shaped me as a person. And I think that's, um, that's individual to me. But I would suggest anyone else as well to kind of Kind do the any op, such opportunity they get to step out of their comfort zone because at at the bar even I think um, we can all sometimes be like I think it's changing now but a lot of us um, there are a lot of barristers who might you know we look all the same or are very similar I certainly don't fit into that category um, but in the sense that it's nice to be someone who's done different things and been with different people and you're yeah. You're not, that changes you know definitely and it sounds like you've got so many varied experiences exactly. and you can and, and you sort of grow as a person in so many different ways that you never would have necessarily expected but but it just yeah it does shape you as a person like you said exactly and I think employers you know like like seeing that they like seeing someone who's um, worked in difficult situations so you know when I do come later on to start practicing I'm not going to be phased by something different because I, I I've been in another country where they don't speak my language and tried to work on a case you know so wow. that 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 is useful but I think making any experience you do your own is is important so anything you do kind of picking up on like how it helped you is 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 what helps and that's that's how my scholarships have um, helped me and I'm really grateful to all of them um, and then the last thing I would say is um, connections so uh, I am still in touch with the the judge I um, sat with in the Shalom court in um, Israel you know and they were fascinated about how the bar works in the UK and all the Harry Potter like world of it and you know he like, <laughs> come here and he was just like this is interesting you go to all these like dinners and they're like yeah we pay for them so don't worry <laughs> um and it just that so the building those connections and keeping in touch and you know he'd like to come here I I made a friend who when I was working in India um is now doing a PhD in women's rights in London and she's now working we I even worked with her in um the organization that I help run network for migration matters so uh, many years ago so many years ago I met her and now she's here so I think um making your legal world a little bit wider and being part of like a global legal community is what it's helped me to do and rather than just being part of like the English bar which um can sometimes feel quite small it seems like you know every other person you're like oh this person knows this person you know and that's not great sometimes sure definitely branching out and widening your network um would definitely help and you might have like a cross-border issue and and one day exactly. you can pick up the phone and say oh I know someone over there so yeah, yeah that sounds like great a great thing to do so how do you actually go about making a successful scholarship application um oh, okay so first thing for anything I think is as with a job application or anything is research really really research the scholarship um so if it was the british council uk um, generate uk gen scholarship then research the part of china or like research the legal world there or you know really research them and then if you can research the people who have got the scholarship um like you do sometimes if you're applying for chambers and you look at previous pupils 
here I would say is look at previous scholars, um, which is normally a list. Normally it's available, uh, you know, previous scholars from that year. Google right. them, see what they're doing, um, if they're barristers, if they're academics, if they're not practicing, they're doing something else. And if you, if you um, want and if there's a way of contacting them, I would email some of these people I have in the past, you know, reached out to previous scholars and asked if they had any advice, any, anything they could help me, you know, help that, that helped them in the interview or just any words of wisdom. And um, it's really helpful actually, because these people have done, done it and you kind of get a good idea of, okay, so this is the kind of person they gave it to and, uh, not necessarily do I fit this kind of person because you don't want to, you want to be different. But in the sense, you can at least gauge that um, these people have got it. How can I make myself, you know, um, prove myself to be just as good? And also the advice sometimes I get is really useful. They can, you know, say, um, give, tell you tips about what, um, what they did on their scholarship, if it's an international one or, you know, um, in interviews if they were difficult easy just so you're you're prepared and you when you walk into the interview or do the video interview you're kind of like okay I I, I know what's going to happen because um, a lot of the times scholarship interviews especially if they're vague ones um, you might not find a lot of like information about interviews and stuff so I know of course you know when you're going for like a vaccine interview or training contract there's so many resources online yeah um but that's that might actually not be a thing if you're applying I don't know for the um British uh, council scholarship or an, an internal scholarship at your university or even the Harold G Fox like you might not find out what the actual process is like and that in that sense it might be useful to contact um people i now i mean for the the bar scholarships the the major ones there is a lot of resources out there but it still helps contacting so on the ins website you will see the list of previous scholars who've got like the major scholarship and the other one and if you there's no harm in like sending an email if you can find them and say um i heard that you, you know you got the scholarship last year how was your interview and um is there like anything i should prepare for and yeah, I think I think that helps. So if you can do that, I would do that. And then lastly, your application, they vary. Um, some of them can be quite short, which is almost more daunting if it's like a 300 yeah. answer. And um, what I've learned from failing, like being rejected and then getting some is um, really packing in um, to that 200 or 300 word. Um, making use of every word that you're saying and making it effective. So I've had friends, you know, sort of read over, like not necessarily any application that I guess that goes to, you know, using impactful short sentences and you're making use of every word. So when they read it, they are, they think, oh God, this person really does want it because they've spent these 200 words so, so well or 300. And your CVs as well. Um, a lot of these scholarships do sometimes just ask the CVs. And I think at the bar, we're not so used to, uh, like when we're applying as pe like prospective pupils, we do all these applications. So we don't really send CVs so much. So making sure your CVs are quite clear and, you know, it's first legal based and your employment's at the bottom and you're highlighting all your like meeting and awards and legal stuff right at the start. Um, and then 
I would say just if it's an international one, research the country, research the legal environment there, what's interesting. And um, also, if you can, try to try to research, you know, the, the specifics about a country. So not so much like, oh, yeah, the if you're applying for China, like it's a that's a really big market and not the most obvious case. If you can find something that that is interesting and that might be maybe links to your previous experiences, then um, then do that. So, yeah, I would say it's a lot of research. You You can't really do a, a scholarship, good scholarship application w- without having really done a good background check of, of everything is, is uh, my opinion. Sure yeah that makes a lot of sense so nothing too generic really trying no. to pick up um, on the uh, like really specific points and, and then hopefully it will stand out against against others that, that's yeah. great advice. So what about when you get to the interview stage? What what's a scholarship interview like? Is it like a job interview or is it or is it a bit different? And and how do you go about preparing for that? Um, I'll start by speaking about the BPTC major scholarship ones, which might be the sure. ones that people are most interested in. That is so I applied to Middle Temple, um, which firstly, I don't know if the uh, as I pointed out before, if you have established a link with a temple before your application, then that's great. And that's one of the reasons I applied to Middle also because I I really liked it there. But Middle and Inner both do um, interviews for everyone. And so that is great. But it also means that you um, need to really like stand out in the interview. And um, for my BPTC interview, my main advice would be is, be really honest because they right. interview um, so many people. They they really want to see that you are passionate and you have the whole, you know, you, you will do everything to make it at the bar and you are going to make it as a barrister and you need to have that confidence in yourself. Um, but also be honest about who you are. And I don't know, for me, it's important to be personal. So my story about coming to the bar is in as a personal one so I always would you know reiterate that and if it involves bringing in my background or my culture my upbringing my my own experiences of being um quite this outsider kind of person trying to come into the bar and doing all these things which where I don't really see anyone like myself doing it um make make them make tell them realistically why you why you deserve the scholarship because um you are going to make it and have that confidence of course you need to have researched your reasons and you know come up with your answers where you're saying why do you want to be a barrister um what experience do you have and you know what are you going to do why why are you going to be a good candidate and also um think about you know they are going to if they're giving you a major scholarship they're giving you, you know, the, the name of the scholarship, also the monetary fund. And of course, they, they do want to feel like um, you'll be successful. So it's it's important to show that. And I don't, it's about grades, yes, but I really don't think it's always about grades. It's about showing all the other experiences that you've got and um, how even something like I used to work at the personal support unit in the civil courts right at the start of my degree. So in my in the summer of my first year and then if I can talk them through all the things I had done um, to make myself um, hopefully get pupillage right from when I was 17 18 then 
it helped for them to see that, you know, I was serious about this. And, I, and it might be different for everyone else, but that's just kind of how I took it, that I really wanted to prove that there is nothing else I, I wanted to do and um, be solid about your answers, be sure, but also be real, be funny. Um, and uh, one of the experiences that I would give is um, when I did my Anglo-Israel interview, it was the evening of the BPTC drafting exam. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, um, the drafting exam is not a great exam. It's one of those, like, four, I don't know, three hours, four hours. I don't really want wow. to remember. <laughs> um, and I did the exam and I got the tube and I, like, literally ran to um, get dressed and, like, got turned up to the interview, did the interview. It was all great. Um, I mean, as in it, it was done. I didn't know if it was all great or not because of my mind. was. So. <laughs> you were just done. You're like, that's great. <laughs> I was just like, okay. It's a day for you. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kind of knew, but you know, um, th- there was no other way they could do my interview. So I did that. And then at the end they asked me like, okay, if you were to go to Israel, like what would you be most excited about? And um, my answer was, oh, Mahlebi. And they were like, Mahlebi? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's this Israeli dessert, which I met this um, Israeli guy in Germany while I was studying there. And he told me about it. And I just want to go there and be learn about the food and how food brings us together. And I'm quite passionate about food in the sense I, I write a food blog and stuff. And so they, it got oh. them laughing because um, they were just, I was just talking about food. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want to go to Israel so I can... You know, like, see, besides law, this is something. So it made me a bit more of a real person. So when I'd done the whole intense interview, I didn't come up with, like, a answer that was like, oh, I want to see this, this, and this, which I did. But um, I think maybe my answer was just a bit more honest. So um, keep that. Obviously, that doesn't mean, like, you don't need to be prepared for the really tough questions because they will come. Um but you also just need to be like a bit more of your honest self. Um, the the most recent one I will give example of is, so for example, for the Harold G. Fox, that was a really short interview, but I would say quite a intense interview. So, you know, the first question is, why you? Why your motivation? And for that, you really just need to be prepared. You have to come in with your three or four points, which you know well, um, and you say, me, because this, 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 and this. And then they know, okay, at least she knows what her answers is. Uh, and that question you're going to be asked in all scholarships, in all job interviews. So really be ready with those. And then your legal interest, which I think like generally, as it, whether it's a solicitor or a barrister, you always need to know what's going on. Um, yeah, for sure. In the legal world. So even in these scholarship interviews, pretty much in most of them, I've always been asked about an, uh, some something that's going on. And in this one, it was around the time that Donald Trump had um, been deciding on who he would, um, you know, nominate for the right. after RBJ's passing. And so I had to defend as to, you know, why I think it, it should just be a woman and why it wouldn't be fair um, for it to be a man or a woman, depending on how good they were. So, you know, a little bit of like advocacy skills there as well, even though it's not a pupillage interview, uh, they did test me and it's quite short. So uh, you just, you do need to be prepared um, for that kind of question. And then you need to be prepared to be a bit more lighthearted as well. So to show them that, you know, you you are real. Um, so yeah, I would I would conclude by saying, 
be show your passion for the specific experience or for the education or for the bar if it's a general one um be ready to say why you and in that what what's different about you why do, why do you stand out because we're all trying really hard to make it as um to get pupilages um most of it all of us or pupilages or i don't know training contracts we all work really hard if we're in here we're, we are working hard so what's different about you um and why that scholarship why do you need it um why do you want to go to that country and what benefit will it will you bring to them as well as well so you know just as much as all the things you're going to get out of it that what how how might you be useful to the firm you're going to work at or to the court or to this country and also how might this be good for the future so are you going to build on this connection um are you going to you know do do something about your experience afterwards and i and you know i would always give examples of um the fact that i had gone to india or um when i had gone to china and then i kept in touch with those people and built on those connections and it was important for me um to act as a representative of whichever organization that was sending me there um so you know you need to show them that you will be a good representative and then lastly be honest and uh, don't try to be someone you're not it's like we're all really hopefully like interesting people we have interesting things we do and talk about them and you know like be proud about them don't i wouldn't say like oh don't joke but in the sense of like give honest answers about what you really feel and if you actually really want it and you you're capable um then that will show but if if you're i think if you're haven't done the research and you know uh, you, they they can tell you're not really that interested in the country or you they pick up on a detail then yeah then it might not be so good so also be sure that when you're applying for something you do you really really do want to brilliant such fantastic and thorough advice thank you so much um i really like how you also reflected on previous times that you you've been away and and what you've done and sort of sort of applied it to how you would do that in the in the interview that you're you're in i thought that was really powerful um so if we could just yeah i mean we're, we're coming to the end of the interview now which which is a shame but um if we could just if you could give yourself one piece of advice at the start of your journey what do you think that would be um i would say keep persisting and keep working hard uh, and and then just never really underestimate the chance of something unexpected taking you where you want to go and this isn't one but maybe two but also uh, be extremely grateful for every opportunity you are given um uh, and every chance and in the moments where like things are going a bit tough and there's loads of rejections like stay grateful for everything that you have been given and enjoy it um uh, because i you you are lucky to get that and yeah just keep working hard <laughs> that's fantastic advice and thank you so much again for coming on the show it's been fantastic to have you here and you've like i've said you've provided some wonderful advice Um and I just want to say congratulations again on um getting pupilage. Thank that's, you. That's brilliant. So when do you start? Um so it might be next year, it might be it, it it will kind of depend, but I'm going through the processes now. So depending on I'm when I do this the scholarship upcoming and then after that, yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck and hopefully we can keep in touch and maybe have you back on the show in the future. That would that would be brilliant. Thank you um, so much for having me. 
Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Until next time, goodbye. To hear more of the Student Lawyers podcast, hit the subscribe button and leave us a star rating and review. If you would like to join the Student Lawyer as a writer, please email hello at thestudentlawyer.com. We'd like to thank Felix Knight for producing this podcast today. Thank you.